What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. It's been a while. Hope everybody had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I know that I did, although the holidays wiped me out a little bit. I kind of look forward. I enjoy spending time with the family, but I enjoy uh, also working and getting back to some normalcy. And for normalcy, for me, is uh, the chaos of the transfer portal in Arkansas athletics. So we're going to discuss all of that, everything that's happened here lately with the transfer portal, everything that could happen. Obviously, we're going to delve into some other topics as well. Danny West is going to hop on, talk about the latest with transfer portal news and recruiting. All that and more on today's episode of Hog Sports Live. So many ways to watch and listen. You can, of course, watch us on YouTube right now where we're streaming live. Also available on Facebook. Be sure to follow the Facebook page if you haven't done so already. Be one of 90,000 Razorback fans to do so. Also, subscribe to the YouTube page and set it to where you're notified anytime we upload new videos there. Uh, Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you prefer listening to the podcast, then uh, leave us that five-star review. We'd certainly love to have that from you. It certainly boosts our channel. Uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast, we are there at hogsports.com. And come check us out at hawgsports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network and you can get all of your transfer portal news there the show's great love doing the show but where we really butter our bread is the website and it's a great place you know not just to for me to do a show but to interact with hog fans um you know via our message board the razor's edge stuff that i really enjoy doing lucky to to do the job that we do and certainly appreciate the support from everybody else out there uh both the free users and of course our vip members it's 30 percent off at hog sports right now h-a-w-g sports.com so where do we want to start well, basketball, we can start there real quick. We'll touch on that. Um, Arkansas beat UNC Wilmington 106-90 on December 30th. The first game of the new year is an SEC game against the Auburn Tigers, January 6th. It's a Saturday at 1 p.m. And then it's all SEC play from there on out. I mean, exciting times. Basketball seems uh, team looks like it's kind of finally turned the corner. Uh, Keon Minifield, what a, what a showing, 32 points against the Seahawks and earned SEC Player of the Week honors. 8 of 14 from the field, 3 of 7 from three-point range, 13 of 17 from the free throw line. I mean, this guy has transformed everything. Exciting to see him out there, a guy that wasn't deemed eligible until just three games ago. So, cool to see him uh, really picking things up. Arkansas spring football, not too far away. I have been able to piece together a few things as far as dates with that. Arkansas will hold 15 practices total, five practices likely before spring break begins, which is technically March 18th, but it'll start the Friday before that. That's a Monday on the on March 18th. And uh, so they'll start five days before that. My best guess would be Thursday, March 7th. And then Friday, March 8th, Sunday, March 10th, Tuesday, March 12th, Thursday, March 14th, and they'll take a spring break. And then they'll go every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday leading up to the red-white game, which I believe will be on April 13th. They'll also hold a practice Friday. Most likely, this is best guess, piecing together what they did last year versus what I've, you know, the conversations I've had this year on how things will be uh, worked out. Also, two press conferences ago, Sam Pittman kind of indicated that he'd like to do morning practices. So I asked him about, you know, how you manage that with classes and stuff and said they're in the process of doing that. And that was back uh, before the semester wrapped up. So look for them to hold morning practices this spring, which is uh, a rarity, at least on the Tuesday, Thursday class, uh, excuse me, Tuesday, Thursday practices when those get going. So the transfer portal's closed. Excuse me. Transfer portal's closed. And that doesn't mean it's totally closed. (laughs) So there's a lot of uh, caveats to how that works. First of all, a player might enter the transfer portal, have, you know, done it yesterday and not hit the portal for a couple of days, 48 hours or so, because of, you know, the compliance department getting their ducks in a row, getting everything actually entered. So a guy could have entered the portal and not pop up until, you know, tomorrow for example so uh, still watch out for that there's obviously players that are hitting the portal right now if you played a goal a a bowl game so say you played a bowl game on December 30th uh, then the transfer portal would be extended to January 4th for you because it'll be an extra five days added so when these guys play the college football championship game uh, they'll have five more days after that so what is that put his map to the 13th so there are some you know, some things here and there that can change it. Obviously, graduates 
can enter the portal at any time. This is just for undergraduates. So keep that in mind. There still could be some activity uh, as far as Arkansas goes in the transfer portal. But uh, obviously Arkansas didn't have a postseason, so the January 2nd date is pretty hard in that regard. So, But across the country there's still some more. And just because the transfer portal closes, it's just kind of a one-way close. Like you can go in it you know, until January 2nd, and then it closes, except for the, the things that I mentioned. But you can come out of it any time until, I believe, May 1st. You have to have everything uh, in order as far as your, your roster and stuff. So um, you can still come out of it. In fact, Arkansas is going to have visitors coming in, and we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, the most notable transfer portal exit news lately, obviously K.J. Jefferson entered the portal. He's headed to UCF. I think that's a really good fit for K.J. Jefferson. It's not a situation for him that I can't root for. You know, Miami was also discussed. I could see myself, you know, watching some KJ playing for Miami or UCF. Uh, I would have really hated to see him play for Auburn, which was a school that was mentioned earlier, and Ole Miss. You know, some. Well, I don't know if Ole Miss was mentioned a whole lot, but South Carolina was mentioned. Um, you know, so there were some other schools that you know in the SEC makes it a little bit tougher. Obviously, like Texas would have been tough to pull for, obviously. But uh, UCF, I could see myself uh, rooting on KJ, and uh, certainly wish him the best. Not that I wouldn't have wished him the best anyway, because you know the thing about it is KJ, Rocket Sanders, those guys, you know, they provided a lot of great memories for Arkansas fans. Last year, maybe not as much. Maybe the Florida game would be the the one that would stand out. But, um, you know, it's just kind of the nature of college football now, and it's changed a lot. You know, back when Joe Fouché and Greg Brooks hit the portal, everybody and Mike Woods, everybody's like, what are they doing? These guys are starter. This is baloney. You know, Raisin Kane upset. I was right there. Like, why would they do this? Uh, nowadays, it's kind of like, all right, business decision. Go out and go out and find some answers, especially after what we saw last year. So things have changed a little bit and how people react to that. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about what it means to replace some of these guys who have hit the portal. Um, but KJ obviously uh, going to UCF. Arkansas transfer portal in news. The latest is Jordan Anthony, the Texas A&M wide receiver. This guy's a 10-1-600 meters, 5'10", 160. Uh, Anthony doesn't know who his wide receivers coach is. I know that because Danny asked him. So he doesn't know who his wide receivers coach is going to be at Arkansas. Just excited about the opportunity to play for Bobby Petrino, the way that they recruited him, the way they recruited his mom. Uh, so they did a good job with him. But this is a guy that brings a lot of speed to the table for Arkansas wide receiver room. We'll go over some of the numbers, how some, some of the things shake out. But he doesn't know who his wide receivers coach is going to be. We'll talk about that also. So transfer portal in, we've got a lot of things to, to get to today, obviously. So transfer portal in right now, you've got Jordan Anthony out of Texas A&M, Xavier Sori out of Georgia, linebacker, Addison Nichols, center out of Tennessee, Matthew Shipley, kicker out of Hawaii, Fernando Carmona, uh, offensive tackle out of San Jose State, Danico Slaughter uh, out of Tennessee, uh, defensive back, probably safety nickel, Taylor Green, quarterback out of Boise State, Andreas Paskey. Uh, out of Eastern Michigan. I'm not sure if that's how you say his last name. i got to get clarification on that. Uh, out of Eastern Michigan. And Keyshawn Blackstock. Andreas Paskey's tied in. Keyshawn Blackstock, offensive tackle out of Michigan State. So those are the nine transfer ends right now. Arkansas has 15 scholarship transfer outs. The latest transfer out was Blake Ford, walk-on kicker. So not counting walk-ons. That's 15 guys out. Yeah. I'm not going to go over everybody that's transferred out, but uh, you already know them all. You can go look those up at the at the Hog Sports uh, Transfer Portal Tracker. So, wide receiver coach candidates. What I've been able to discover so far is Bobby Petrino wants somebody he's familiar with, somebody he's coached with before. And so that eliminates a lot of guys. Now, that doesn't mean – I shouldn't say eliminate because there's a possibility that, you know, some of the guys that he's coached with in the past don't end up at Arkansas. And then you're left with, well, who are the best options out there? Uh, the coaches clinic starts, I believe, January 6th or 7th, and there's always a lot of interviews going on then. There's a lot of dominoes that fall then with assistant coaches. So some stuff could happen there. But when you look at it, to me the guy that makes a lot of sense is Damian Craig. Uh, Damian Craig was wide receivers coach at Texas A&M since 2018. He was there with Petrino last year, even though they weren't really – they were running Petrino's offense with Jimbo Fisher's terminology. And as he said, you know, usually call the play based on, um, you know, the formation based on, you know, the tight end side. And, you know, in this one you call it by 
the slot side. Anyway, Petrino said at his press conference, introductory press conference, that he struggled with that a lot, like staying up really late at night uh, dealing with that. But it was still his offense. Uh, just the terminology was was a lot different for him and something that he had to adjust to. So Craig has worked in the Petrino offense, under Petrino. So that's a guy to watch. Craig has not taken any other job. Mike Elko's bringing in his own wide receivers coach. So Craig um, hasn't taken any other job. He's just kind of sitting there. Uh, they haven't officially announced Kenny Guyton to Wisconsin. It's just happening. But they haven't announced it yet. So whenever that happens. Uh, but Craig has worked at Florida State, former Auburn quarterback. He's also worked at Auburn, LSU, Texas A&M. So, seems like a guy that could be a strong candidate. Uh, Austin Appleby was the last guy to work under Petrino when he was a head coach. He's 30 years old. He was at Purdue uh, and Florida as a quarterback. Uh, and he served three years under Petrino at Missouri State. He's currently the wide receivers coach at UAB. So, maybe he's another guy to keep an eye on. Paul Petrino, obviously, would be another one. I'm not so sure Paul is a guy that's at this point in his career, is wanting to come back to Arkansas and coach under Petrino. I could be wrong on that, under his brother, I should say. I could be wrong on that. But he is – I mean, he's offensive coordinator at Central Michigan now. He was at Idaho for nine years before that as head coach. I always kind of got the impression from Paul that, yes, he wanted – he loved coaching with his brother, loved, you know, being at Arkansas, but also kind of wanted to get out and do his thing. And, you know, he did that with Illinois when he was at Arkansas in 2010 – uh, Ron Zook got fired after a couple years and came back to Arkansas. Of course, everything happened, and you know he was it, it was the 2012 year. So, but he, and he called plays at Arkansas, obviously at that point, because because uh, Bobby Petrino had been uh, fired for calls at that point. So, but I was kind of he makes 150 something thousand dollars a year at uh, at Central Michigan, which he would more than double at Arkansas more than double that salary if he came to Arkansas. But does he want to give up play calling and all that kind of stuff? I don't know if he would do that. He's probably made well over $10 million in his coaching career. So I don't know if that's something that moves the needle for him at this point in his career or not. Garrick McGee. The thing with Garrick McGee, you know, he's, he makes a lot of sense for Arkansas. Uh, but does he make a lot of sense at the same time? Because – you know, he's hitched his wagon to a pretty good horse in Jeff Brom, who just won 10 games at Louisville in his first year. Brom's not going anywhere anytime soon. That's his alma mater also, Louisville. And so I don't know that that makes a lot of sense for McGee to leave. He makes 425000 a year there, which, I mean, Kenny Guyton was three forty, three hundred forty thousand. 340000 So, you know. He's making a pretty good salary. Arkansas would have to come up from that. Arkansas is already – their salary pool is already up 400000 because Petrino is going to make $1.5 million when, you know, the contract kicks in from this time it's in now in February. He'll make $1.5 million a year. Dan Enos made $1.1 million. They also had to fire him and pay his buyout and everything. So, not even including the buyout, you're up 400000 right there. I mean, it feels like you'd have to pay a lot more to get Garrick McGee than 340000 So – you know, what's your assistant coach salary pool look like at that point? I mean, that's a question that has to be asked. Uh, at the same time, McGee has also moved seven times in seven years, seven different jobs in seven years. He's got two two sons who probably junior high-ish age right now. And, you know, if I'm looking at Arkansas, yeah, I mean, it's a great opportunity in the SEC and stuff, but it's no secret that Arkansas has to win next year or you could be looking at a whole staff overhaul. I mean, they have to win next year versus you've got a lot of security at Louisville just having been in year one just winning 10 games with Jeff Brom who's not going anywhere um you know and I could see where Garrick might look at Arkansas and say you know if things don't go well there I'll be looking for my ninth place in nine years you know I'm sure he probably would like a little stability at this point in his career but you know he's a guy that makes sense in a way uh Lamar Thomas who also um coached uh under Petrino at Western Kentucky and Louisville uh from 2011 to 2015, he has not been in college. He was at Kentucky after that uh, for a couple of years. He has not been in college for uh, – it's been a while. You know, he's with uh, like Salt Lake Stallions, Orlando Garden since then. Lonnie Galloway would be another guy to keep an eye on. He was at North Carolina right now. Uh, he's been in Chapel Hill for a while. He was at Louisville under Petrino from 16 to 18. And Greg Knox, who is 60 years old, coached alongside Petrino in 2002 – when Petrino was OC there, but he Knox was at Auburn for a long time, you know, and he was just with Petrino a year. He was a long time before that and after that, so it's not like he was, you know, they were connected in that way. Uh, Chris Sinkovich, who took over for Paul Petrino when he left um, at Arkansas, 
Uh, he's a coaching clinic director now. He's also um, he's 63 years old, so uh, I don't know if that's something that he would be getting into, but obviously he was at Arkansas um, from 2010 to 2012. So that's kind of – those are the guys that have familiarity with Petrino. That's what I can gather right now at wide receivers coach. And that's what my sources say that they're looking for is somebody that Petrino has familiarity with. And, you know, that's not any kind of – like people say, well, Pittman's not the guy that's going to hire. Well, you know, and Michael Smith I think is another guy that you would consider as a candidate if things, you know, didn't work out with somebody that Petrino's familiar with because he makes a lot of sense and Pittman's familiar with him. But coordinators almost always, almost always bring in somebody with them who is familiar with their scheme. Almost always. So this would be no different. You know, Barry Odom did it. Travis Williams did it. This would be no different. Kendall Browse did it. I guess, you know, Enos, I don't know that Enos really, really did that. Um, so he, he, he was an outlier in that sense, I think. All right, transfer portal, who's in, who's out. So I don't want to go over everybody who's out. I mean, we know. I mean, I could run through it real quick, but. You guys know you've been following along. You're watching this show. You're a you're a diehard fan, right? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So, obviously, filling quarterback was a big need. And getting Taylor Green, I think, um, to compete with Jacoby Criswell is important. Those two guys should have a pretty great quarterback battle. Arkansas has not had a decent quarterback battle under Pittman yet or never did under Bobby Petrino. I mean, when Petrino came in, Casey Dick was the guy. Ryan Mallett was sitting out. Ryan Mallett was the obvious guy after that. Tyler Wilson was the obvious guy after that. You know, and when Pittman came in, they brought in um, Felipe Franks, obvious. And then after the Missouri game, K.J. Jefferson was obvious, you know, went unchallenged as a starting quarterback. And so this is the first time under either of those guys at Arkansas that there will be an actual quarterback battle. I don't know. I mean, Chad Morris had quarterback battles that just lasted all season, both years. I mean, the whole time he was here, there was a quarterback battle going on. They could never get settled. Uh, Bielema really didn't have quarterback battles. I mean, it was Brandon Allen, and then it was Austin Allen. Austin Allen was named very early as his successor. So, not a lot of quarterback battles um, recently at Arkansas, except for the Chad Morris era, which was just a battle in and of itself. Taylor Green, Jacoby Criswell. You know, Bobby Petrino uh, recruited Taylor Green. I'm intrigued with him. I think he reminds me a lot of Matt Jones in a lot of ways. Uh, long strider, intriguing guy. Had some ups and downs at Boise State. They won 10 games his first year as a starter, as a freshman. Last year, benched midseason. They had fired Andy Avalos uh, at Boise State. And then he came back. And, you know, the last game we saw him, 12 of 15 passes, 226 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. Ran eight times for 90 yards and two more touchdowns and was Mountain West Conference Championship game player well, MVP. Yeah. So, obviously, uh, after that, offensive line was huge to shore up. Fernando Carmona, Keyshawn Blackstock, Addison Nichols, three real nice additions. Micah Maku- Mazuka uh, is the next guy to keep your eye on who's visiting this weekend. Formerly played at Baylor, so he's got some connections with Snacks Johnson and uh, was at Florida last year. I believe he started 11 games for the Gators last year. But he would be, you know, at right guard. So he would be, the, you know, the guy that they would be looking to fit in uh, as a right guard. As You know, they want to bring in another interior guy. Andreas Paskey, uh, very much needed a big blocking tight end, 6'6", 255. A guy who's caught some passes for him too. But, you know, he 
Arkansas, you know, a lot of people talk about how bad the offensive line was last year. Tight end wasn't blocking wasn't very good either, especially when Luke Cass went down. You know, they, they couldn't block anybody. They couldn't pass pro anybody at running back and really struggled on the offensive line. But don't tight end doesn't just get a pass. They they really struggle. It's hard to put that on, you know, a freshman, you know, because freshman tight ends are usually going to struggle. Uh, although, you know, Luke Haz was probably their best blocking tight end last year. So this guy feels a need definitely and is a big body. They don't really have that big 6'6", 255 guy. Uh, you know, Shamar Easter one day could be that. But right now, last check, he was like 225. You know, so he's got some weight to add. Uh, obviously, linebacker situation has been interesting. Jaheim Thomas entering the portal was a bit surprising. I assume Sam Pittman knew that since he'd already had a conversation with him. But bringing in Xavier Sori at linebacker. Bradley Shaw, also the number 101-ranked recruit in the country, was a nice Christmas Day announcement. Um, I like their young linebackers. I mean, Brad Spence, um, um, Alex Sanford, I think, was another guy that they are really high on, you know, in terms of the young linebackers. But they need to bring in another linebacker, and there's some targets out there. Danico Slaughter, who I talked about a little bit, a guy who's a veteran player at Tennessee, 15 starts, maybe out of position a little bit at times at cornerback, but a guy that I think will play safety nickel, get a hard look there. Uh, Matthew Shipley, I mean, if you want an experienced kicker to come in and replace Cam Little, that's – that's about as good as you can do. This guy, you know, has made a couple of 49-yarders. He was three of four on kicks 50 yards or more last season at Hawaii, um, 14 of 18 on field goals in 2023. So one of the more productive returning kickers in all of college football. Not bad. You know, a lot of people complain about special team stuff that happens on the field sometimes, but other areas have been really solid. And the recruiting job that uh, – uh, that Scott Fountain has done, I think, has been pretty impressive. The guys that he's brought in over the years. They also have a kicker that's really highly rated uh, in the 2025 class. It's already on board. All right. I think we pretty much covered in and out transfers. I've got Arkansas at 86 scholarship players. Doesn't add up. Sam Pittman has them at 79 scholarship players. So I, I think that kind of brings us to like the question of who else is leaving? Because we're able to go on who's announced that they're, you know, not coming back. And, I mean, like, so I'm counting everybody who has eligibility left who hasn't made an announcement that they're leaving. So that brings into question. I'll tell you the guys that brings into question for me. Guys who are basically super seniors and maybe guys that haven't played a whole lot yet. Tyrone Broden, he hasn't really said anything. He's put some emojis of him surfing and stuff. He hasn't really said, hey, I'm back. And there's a possibility that some guys are, you know – in limbo right now because it is a juggling act with the roster. So Tyrone Broden, is he coming back? I'll tell you another guy we haven't heard anything from is Isaiah Satania. Isaiah's, you know, kind of a quiet guy anyway. He's not, you know, real boastful or anything. So maybe he's just riding it out. I don't know. But uh, the transfer portal window has closed unless he did it like at 1159 and hadn't been processed yet through the uh, – through the, uh, the, uh, what's the what am I looking for? What's the word? Compliance through the compliance office. so But right now I've got Arkansas at 10 wide receivers and – no, 11 now. Excuse me, 11 with uh, um, with, uh, with uh, Jordan Anthony. So uh, that's really probably a little bit above what you want. And just to kind of go over how scholarship numbers generally work at positions, I always go by, you know, three deep plus one formula. So you've got four running backs on campus. They definitely need to bring in another one. Jamarian Burnett would be a nice addition out of the high school ranks who's visiting – uh, this month, but that would give them five. So, okay, let's start with quarterback. Four is a good number for quarterback. It gives you a three deep plus one, right? It gives you kind of a guy in every class, ideally. That would be maybe the ideal. Running back, you know, if you went three deep plus one, it'd be four again at running back. Although at running back, sometimes you do go with two running backs. It is a position group that gets banged up a little bit. So I add an extra one. I like to go five running backs instead of four. Wide receiver, 10 is a good number. You know, if you're using, uh, you know, if you're using um, 11 personnel, which Arkansas is going to do a lot and has done, then that's three wide receivers. So that's nine wide receivers for a three deep plus one gives you 10. That's a good number to have. Tight end, I go a little bit more on tight end also. Instead of four, I'd like to go maybe five tight ends. And uh, just because, you know, it's three deep plus one, but Tight end, sometimes you you run two tight end sets. You want to be able to do that pretty easily. And so I think five is a good number at tight end. Right now I've got Arkansas at six, at six tight ends. And, you know, who am I looking at there? 
I mean, I'm looking at Francis Sherman, who's a super senior and hasn't said anything. That would be the guy I'm looking at at tight end as a possibility to, to maybe move on. Uh, offensive line, I've got them at 18 right now. We know that they want to add another, you know. We know that they want to add one more interior guy. The number for me at tight at, at offensive line is 17. That gives you a three deep. That's 15 offensive linemen. It gives you an extra interior guy and an extra tackle. Okay, so that puts you at 17. That's to me, is the ideal number of offensive linemen for you. So if they add another, that puts them at 19. So who am I looking at here? Brady Latham hasn't said anything. That guy's a super senior coming up this year. Um, you know, and then I look at, after that, I look at some guys like uh, Terry Wells. Is he a is he a medical redshirt guy candidate? He hasn't played a snap the last two years because of injuries. Um, Cole Carson hasn't played a snap the last two years. He I don't believe Cole Carson's played a snap since maybe his first game as a freshman. I don't think he's played, and I don't know if it's because of injuries. Eli Henderson is a guy that's been banged up a little bit and hasn't didn't play any snaps last year either. You know, these guys are guys that have been in the system two or three years now, you know, and haven't really started pushing for starting jobs. And I could be off base on that. I'm just saying, like, I'm trying to figure out the numbers here because I got him at 86. Pittman has him at 79 right now. Defensive end, I've got him at seven, which is fine. You know, I feel like defensive end, linebacker, and defensive tackle, I think eight at two of those positions and seven at another. I think that's probably about where you want to be. But I've got him at seven defensive ends. Obviously, we're watching Jashad Stewart's situation after he was arrested um, on charges of domestic burglary and criminal mischief. We'll see how that plays out with him. But defensive end is at seven. They got some good ones coming in. Defensive tackle, I got him at six. A guy I'm watching there is Marcus Miller, who would be a super senior next year. Marcus Miller's been banged up a lot, hasn't contributed a whole lot. So, to me, Eric Gregory hasn't said anything. Keeby Rose hasn't said anything. But I would be thinking, like, Arkansas would be, like, really, really active in the transfer portal right now if they thought that Gregory or Rose wasn't coming back. So, that's where things stand right now at defensive tackle. I think they obviously need to bring in one. Pittman has said that. Maybe even two at that spot. But definitely one linebacker and I'll, I'll say this too like for the guys that are leaving you know overall there's nobody that's leaving that is just irreplaceable and there's some guys that you know kind of sting a little bit you know Pooh Paul um, um, Thomas uh, KJ if he's 2022 KJ and Rocket Sanders if he's 2022 Rocket Sanders I mean Rocket had one good game last year only played in six games uh, so and that's a lot of money to pay because trust me Rocket Sanders comes with a pretty good price tag um, to pay for a guy that, you know, just didn't play a lot for you last year. And do you want to go down, you know, with the same same crew on your ship that you went down with last year, or are you going to try to change everything and, you know, try to switch things around? I think it makes a lot of sense to do that. So, uh, you know, I, I don't look at anybody and say, like, you know, there's some good players that are leaving, but I don't look at anybody and say, oh, that guy's irreplaceable. They're not going to replace that guy. Maybe if it's Rocket Sanders 2022. You know, um, and I think they've done a good job so far bringing guys in, and there's a lot more uh, good-looking talents out there. Linebacker, I've got him at eight, which is a good number. You got obviously four guys leaving and eight still there. I still like to see them add another linebacker. You know, so maybe there's some room for some movement. I guess I would be looking at. You know, I used to never talk about who might transfer, but now everything's changed. And I'm willing to talk about who might transfer just because it's the nature of the business now. Um, if I'm looking at who, you know, may be a possibility, Caden Henley has been on campus for a couple years now and hasn't really played. Uh, I'm not so sure anybody else I'd look at and say, you know, that guy. I could see maybe Carson Dean as a possibility maybe move down a level. I don't look at anybody who's been on campus just a year or less than a year as a guy that, you know, hey, maybe this guy ought to consider uh, because there's so much development going on in your freshman year. But Dean didn't really contribute last year as a freshman. The other linebackers did. He's 6'4", 230, 240. Maybe he's a guy that moves down a level to defensive end and maybe answers some questions for him there. Cornerback. Jalen Lewis, the only guy that's leaving right now. Uh, I look at Keon Stewart. You know, he's a redshirt super senior, played in 10 games, started two games for him last year. So, Keon Stewart, super senior. You know, super seniors have to be invited back. Um, Quincy McAdoo, you know, Pittman has talked about the possibility of 
guys taking medical hardships. What a medical hardship means is that you remain on scholarship, so you're able to continue school, but you're no longer able to play football at the University of Arkansas. You could transfer later on and, and try to play somewhere, but Arkansas, your playing days are done. The good news about that is also it doesn't count against the 85 maximum for your scholarship total. So Quincy McAdoo, we still don't have an answer there. I don't know if I'm looking at anybody else saying, oh, this guy, this guy. But McAdoo's situation, obviously, and then Keon Stewart being a super senior, will those guys be back? Jalen Lewis, the only one transferring out. Jalen Lewis landed at Temple, I believe. Safety, we're looking at Hudson Clark, super senior. I would think that – I would think and hope that Hudson Clark would come back for another year. Um, leaving is Malik Chavis. I don't know that I look at anybody else and say, this guy, this guy, this guy. Uh, Jaden Johnson, obviously, you know, he said he's coming back. Um, but everybody else is is a pretty young guy. There's some young safeties on this team. Christian Ford, R.J. Johnson, Dylan Has. I'm not really sure where Dallas Young fits in, if he's just safety or a corner or a nickel. But nine say – and the way I look at it, at defensive back. So, um, cornerback – and safety, I look at – I say you need 18. 18 guys on scholarship. I'm getting a lot of texts. Let me make sure nothing's happened. So, I would say 18 total defensive backs because you got nickel. You know, you just draw from cornerback and safety. And then kicker, you got three guys. And if you do it like that, if you do the the, the three deep plus one formula where there are a few, you know – like running back, you need an extra running back, you need an extra tight end, interior and exterior offensive lineman. If you do it like that, and the three special teams guys, snapper, kicker, punter, that gets you at 85 scholarships. I think that's a great formula to use to fill out your roster. I think it makes a lot of sense. Obviously, you may change things if you've got something like a triple option type of offense. You run the flex bone like Georgia Tech used to do. Maybe you have a little bit different formula. But I think for an 11 personnel uh, type team, this is a good formula to use. Okay. Y'all want to hop over talk to Danny West? Danny, I believe, is traveling right now. Obviously, a lot going on in Fayetteville this weekend with recruiting visitors coming in. We're going to talk to him about that, get his take on some of the latest transfer stuff. Danny, how you doing, man? Doing great. Well, that's great. How are you? That's good. I'll ask you how your holiday week was, uh, although I know because I've talked to you since then. But tell everybody how you how your holidays was. Oh, it was great. Yeah, it was. Uh, I enjoyed the football. I think you and oh, I talked yeah. about it yesterday. But uh, two days ago, that was some of the best college football that mm-hmm. I can remember in a while. So I had a good one. Um, now I'm back in the deep end, trying to survive again for the yeah. next five days or so. so. But you no, know, we had a good one. How about y'all? It was it was good. You know, I was saying that, you know, I like to get back to normalcy also at the same time, which is the chaos of our job that we do, uh, right. but certainly enjoy it. And, um, yeah, that's to me, this is normal now. But, you know, we were talking about this too, Danny. Uh, Michael Penix, uh, you know, I, I had him number two on my Heisman ballot. I, I kind of went against where I usually go in terms of voting for Heisman. I always feel like if you're a quarterback, and this is based on Tim Tebow when they went – you know, finished third in the Eastern Division and he won the Heisman Trophy as a quarterback. I'd always said, if you're a quarterback, you need to be winning championships, especially if you're playing for, you know, a blue blood type of program, which, yeah. um, you know, Jaden Daniels was. But at the same time, it's hard for me to blame him for giving up 55 points against Ole Miss and 49 points against Missouri and, you know, so on for the, the three losses that they had because his numbers were so ridiculous. So I did vote Jaden Daniels one and voted him second and had Bo Nix third. Um, I can say that now that the it's been announced. But you made a good point. If these, if we had voted after the bowl games, it would have been tough for me not to vote for Penix. I mean, the dude played lights out, just an incredible game. And I and I'd seen him. I'm not one of those guys that doesn't watch, you know, and votes and doesn't have any idea. I watched all the candidates. I watched several games that he played. But man, um, what he did. I thought was very impressive, and I might have changed my Heisman vote uh, to him after that. Dude, I sat up I don't know how many times in on the couch, and, and I was just amazed. I was like, man, the, we got to do something about these time zones, man, because, mm-hmm. you know, you go all year not watching a whole lot of Pac-12 or, you know, the, yeah. what used to be the Pac-12. And man, I was about to say, yeah, I mean, answer I, that, I was, Danny. 
Just moving to the big Washington, big town. Uh, <laughs> I watched Washington three or four times this year and obviously yeah. was impressed by him. But I just feel like you got to move the you got to move the vote date because you know you get to the bigger stage that's your Heisman moment. And for sixty minutes, he had I felt like. Houston nut out there, Lou Holtz, Mark May. <laughs> I was yelling. This yeah. dude is on fire. God, I loved him. Yeah. Uh, I hope they go on and win it. I'd, I'd like to see it. Yeah. Well, um, you know, it's it's kind of crazy with the world of transfer portal quarterbacks, just how good they've been. I mean, Oklahoma had won the Heisman with two transfer quarter portal quarterbacks back to back, and uh, had another guy who was a finalist and Jalen Hurts, and then. Uh, you know, you look at Joe Burrow, who was a transfer portal quarterback, and Jaden Daniels was a transfer portal quarterback. Penix was a, uh, a transfer portal quarterback. So, I mean, seems like yeah. that's a <laughs> pretty popular thing to do. Uh, Quinn Ewers, Ewers was a transfer portal quarterback. Two of the guys in the four of the four teams in the college football playoffs were transfer portal quarterbacks. But um, it's kind of wild how that works out. Um, and it, it makes a lot of sense, too. I mean, Versus, you know, high, it's such a hit or miss position, so it makes a lot of sense that teams would kind of go after guys that have maybe established themselves a little bit. But Danny, let's move over to Arkansas in the transfer portal. And um, Arkansas has got a, a lot of visitors coming in this week. Uh, if you want to yep. just kind of run down those. Yeah, I'll start with this. I actually just hit send. I really wasn't, uh, to be honest with you, I wasn't paying attention to you there. I was trying to type, but <laughs> got a little bit of news here. Another visitor um, evidently has been added. Looking at Percy Lewis, big offensive tackle from Mississippi State. 6'8", 345. Looks like he's going to be arriving today. So a little bit of breaking news for your HSL here. Um, obviously, we can run through the list of some of these other guys. Let me get that pulled up. Marquise Robinson, we'll start with him. He's expected to arrive today. Cornerback out of South Alabama. Uh, you know, we took his teammate off the list, the safety there, Jaden Voison. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's visiting Florida right now. He was originally scheduled to be here, I want to say Friday, Trey, but forgive me if I'm wrong on that. Doesn't matter now anyway, because it sounds like he's not coming. But Marquise Robinson, six and 180 corner. He's got one year left. He's got Arkansas, Oklahoma State. Uh, I want to say Mississippi State, Kentucky's up there for Marquise. And he's got one year left. So he'd be a good one. You know, I think people see Alabama. We've talked about this before, South Alabama. You, you kind of look at the names there of the schools and, and dismiss them too quickly. And then that brings me to this next guy, Anton. Uh, here we go, Trey. You ready for a yeah, good let's one? Let's do it. <laughs> Anton June Kaj. Trust. I love how you yeah, said June Kaj. June Kaj. Back down in July, Kaj. down in rising. <laughs> <laughs> Defensive end from Albany, going back to the previous point. Everybody remembers and, and still knows the name Jared Burse. Obviously started out at Albany and, mm-hmm. and uh, going to be a high draft pick. Went on to Florida State. Just insane production. And this guy's kind of on the, on the same path here. 6'2". 275, Mr. June Kaj, and he's still got a year left as well. Very, um, you know, he's a versatile guy, inside, outside, can do it all, but he's, uh, more than anything, he's a pass rush guy. 15 sacks. You look at 15 sacks, 21 and a half tackles for a loss, five forced fumbles. Sign me up for that all day. I mean, you think about what you can do with him on one side and landing on the other and Hey, I, I don't want to speak too soon, but Charlie Collins making a lot of noise down at the All-American yeah. game. I mean, it'd be nice. So, I'm not saying he's an automatic slam dunk Razorback because, I mean, you got Oklahoma, A&M, Oklahoma State, Maryland up there for the Northeastern guy. So, you know, a lot of competition there. But, you know, I've said it all week. If they could get that one, that's a slam dunk in my opinion. And I want to mention Quincy too. You know, we kind of forget about Quincy a little bit. But if he'll keep coming on. And, uh, and, you know, take that next step next year. I think, you know, that could be a pretty solid pass rush group. Mm-hmm. Of course, Xavier uh, Sori coming over as a linebacker. We call him a true linebacker. But to this point, has really been an edge rusher himself, too. So, got a lot of options there if you can close the deal on that one. Got another quick note for you here, Trey. Micah, here we go again. Micah Mascua, 
Mm-hmm. Offensive guard from uh, Florida. Hey, uh, you, they had the pronunciation guy with him saying his name. You pointed that out to me. I oh, thought yeah, that yeah. was great. Yeah, I wish they'd all do that. Yeah, I, play, I played it over <laughs> and over again. Let me record them all. I played it over and over again for Randy because Randy did the same thing on drive time yesterday. He was like, uh, I'm going to take a stab at that. And I was like, here's how to say it. And I played it <laughs> on the radio, and it's him going, Michael Mazuka, Philadelphia. He's from was he, Pennsylvania? Mazuka. Uh, even though the double Z and the double C are back to back, there is he from he Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Danny, or Philadelphia, Mississippi? Oh Lord, let me look him up real quick, Trey. I got a million guys on my mind here. I can't play but, it. I've got it pulled up, but it won't play. It won't play the audio. Yeah, I don't and think he's from PA. PA, okay. PA went to St. Francis Academy. Um, six five three twenty five offensive guard started eleven games this year. Eleven of their twelve, he had. 743 snaps and, um, you know, uh, SEC quality experience type guy. So hopefully uh, you could close the deal on that. Uh, don't want to bury the lead on him. He actually played for Eric mm-hmm. uh, Mateos at, at Baylor. And from what I understand, they're they're really, really close yeah. to this day. So, um, hey, maybe you could close the deal on a couple of big guys here from the SEC. I think that would wrap you up on the offensive line and, and what's really turned out to be a pretty pretty solid haul there, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, if they can close with these last couple of guys. It's already a, a pretty good haul, don't get me wrong, but that would really be the icing on the cake. Uh, I want to mention B.J. Mays, cornerback from UAB. Still no definite date on when he's set to arrive, but he told me yesterday that he plans on, plans on making it to Arkansas, and that's really good news because a lot of competition there as well. TCU, Wisconsin, Auburn. Uh, Texas A&M, Kentucky, I think Coach B and the, the fighting Illini also in the mix there. So, um, B.J. May, 6'1", 185, originally out of Houston, went to Houston Heights. He had 41 tackles, two picks, and what I like more than anything, 10 pass breakups this year. You like the, you like the picks, obviously, but I like those PBUs as well. So, uh, don't want to skip over Jordan Anthony yesterday, wide receiver commitment. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not going to take a visit. You know, we're they're slow on or really low on uh, visit opportunities at this point. Don't have very many left. You only have so many to give, and they're kind of running out. So I think that's a smart move. He's just going to move straight in next week. Think he feels really comfortable with everything. I'm sure there was a virtual tour and and all of that behind that. So that saves you a visit spot. And I would expect probably Trey another defensive lineman. Might sneak in uh, another safety, uh, maybe a linebacker or two. So, yeah, we're playing the secret visitor game. I know that's frustrating a lot, uh, especially with transfer portal when they're out in the open and being openly recruited. Mm-hmm. Kind of harder to understand the, the secret approach there. But as the old saying goes, buddy, it's not our job to help Arkansas or hurdle. So I don't want to throw out any names prematurely and, and maybe hurt them some way. So, Danny, there's obviously a couple of guys out there. I thought Rodney Hill was interesting because he signed with FAU, is that right? The Florida State running back? Yeah, he committed to him and then reopened his recruitment. Right. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, we can touch on that real quick. He had told me that he still planned to visit Arkansas, but as of right now, man, I'm just – I would doubt it. You know, you've got Jamarian Burnett. Obviously, a 2024 running back, high school kid, four-star out of Alabama. He's expected to come in next weekend. I think he's planning on taking a few trips this month, according to his tweet last night. So, Arkansas gets him on campus. I think, Trey, if they could lock him up and and just get him to shut it down next weekend. And I don't mean this weekend. We're talking about the 12th here. So, um, I think they would be done at, at running back. That would give you five scholarship running backs if you're able to get Burnett, and I think uh, that would do it for them. Yeah. So we'll see. It I, might take another couple of weeks here to try to figure this one out. You know, like I always say, Danny, on running backs, like, yeah, getting a, a good transfer is nice and everything, but running backs can run or they can't, and they usually bite as freshmen if they're going to bite. In fact, I haven't covered anybody who didn't bite as a freshman who went on to have, you know, kind of a notable career. Um, you know, like anybody who redshirted, Michael Smith had, had an injury and he redshirted and went on to have a thousand yards. But aside from that, nobody. And 
So there's a possibility him or Braylon Russell could be that guy for Arkansas. Obviously, you get better at pass protection and you get stronger and, you know, all those things and faster as you go on. But usually you can run or you can't, and that usually shows your yeah. freshman year. I wonder, though, when I look at this back, this backfield, is there a stud running back in this backfield right now? You know, is it – um, is it Isaiah Augustive? Is it, you know, is Dominic Johnson going to return to to the form he was back in, in 2021? So I, I kind of look at it like that. Is, have we seen the best of Rashad DeBinion? You know, is there is there just a stud, straight-up stud running back in this group right now? I'm not 100% sure there is, but, again, it could be a freshman. I'll tell you this. I like that freshman, mm-hmm. uh, Isaiah. I like, I like what we saw. Oh, Isaiah Augustive, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to avoid saying his last name there, but mm. uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan of that guy. I think if I had to just throw a dart and pick one, he'd probably be my guy's, uh, you know, just flat-out stud. I've, I've liked him since he was, you know, going into his right. senior year, so I'll stay on that bandwagon. But, yeah, yeah I like the group, man. It's, it's interesting to me that we're even talking about all these changes within that group. It felt like five years they had the same core guys, you know? Mm-hmm. So and suddenly you're you're without Rocket and AJ has moved on and you know you've had some change you got potentially a couple of stud uh, freshmen coming in so nice to see some new faces but uh, boy it's just it's different man uh, mm. as everybody knows uh, to see Rocket playing at another school I'm not even sure what AJ ended up deciding are you uh, Tulsa is he going home that's yeah. good yeah good for him. Um, He'll do. He'll do great there. But yeah, I like that group though. All those names you just rattled off. Um, you know, as a whole, I think that's a really solid group. Yeah, maybe a little bit unproven <laughs> overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Danny. Let's get you out with this. Looking ahead to 2025 recruiting, Arkansas has offered several guys inside the state right now. They've offered Antonio Jordan out of Warren, Arkansas, 6'4", 210 wide receiver, could be the next stud out of Warren. He's already got Florida State, South Carolina, Tennessee, so on and so forth. Marcus Wimberly, uh, the safety out of Boxite, 6'1", 180, who has Michigan, um, among others, including Arkansas, uh, as, as schools that has offered him. Uh, Karius Kern who is a big defensive lineman out of Marion, 6'4", 301, Arkansas, Georgia, LSU, uh, plenty of big schools after him. He's already been ranked as a four-star uh, uh, as a four-star recruit on 24-7 sports. Grayson Wilson out of CAC uh, from Maumelle. Uh, he's the guy that has a few offers out there. Illinois is one that jumps out. Arkansas, he's already committed to Arkansas as the quarterback in that class, 6'3", 185. And then just recently, I love this guy, um, Monterio Elston uh, out, of, yeah. out of Little Rock Parkview. Not the biggest guy, 5'9", 180, but this dude is electric, over 800 receiving yards, over 800 rushing yards last year, and this guy can flat get it. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Coach Bolding um, told me yesterday he thinks he's the best overall football player in the state, and he thinks Omarion Robinson, his safety, you know, do-it-all type guy, is the best overall athlete in the state. So pretty good, pretty good mixture there, I'd say. And then I saw a report earlier today that Quentin Murphy, uh, the Joe T. Robinson quarterback, is mm-hmm. going to be transferring to Parkview. Yeah. I don't want to misspeak here, but I did see a tweet, so I don't know if, now, don't know if that's uh, official or not. I missed Omarion. Omar, Omarion has also been offered by Arkansas. Yeah. Forgot to, forgot to mention yeah. him. Uh, but he's actually, he's a four-star recruit on the 24-7 composite also. So um, That's right. Hey, that, that 25 class, you kind of threw me off there uh, jumping ahead to 25. But, yeah, I'm with you. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's shaping up to be a really good one. I mean, you can think about some of the other names, uh, the kid at Bryant. Daniel um, Anderson, the running back, already committed to uh, Notre Dame. You know, you think about you know, Dwayne White down at Prescott, big big wide receiver, got some offers. Ashdown's got one again. Braden Walton, um, I'm sure you mentioned Marcus uh, Wimberly. Mm-hmm. Got Cash Archer, uh, I think he led the state, was, you know, way up there in the national rankings in terms of sacks. 6'1", 215, played defensive end for Greenwood. But, man, I'd like to see him get a shot at linebacker. Uh, I'm not saying Arkansas is going to make a move, but I'm not saying they're not either because, you know, uh, little brother is pretty good too, 2026 yeah. quarterback, Kane Archer. Yeah. But uh, Cash, Cash too, got to mention Cash. So, Danny, for the 2025 class, I mean, we're almost 
putting a bow on 2024. I mean, there's one visitor well, coming in so. and Jamarian Burnett and, uh, they've already got three commitments already. Uh, Grayson Wilson, who we talked about, Jamarian Parker, uh, running back out of St. Louis, who Jamarian, he's a four-star, number 242 overall, number three in Missouri, 16 running back nationally. And then Evan Knoll, who is, uh, I believe he's on some sites, I think he's like the top kicker, isn't number he? Number one. Yeah. yeah, number one kicker, according to some. And uh, Jamarian, you mentioned him. Uh, got to hold on to that one, man. Obviously, it's going to be tough. Momentum. Yeah. Uh, is not on your side in that in that battle, that rivalry, whatever you want to call the thing. But um, obviously, he made a, a trip to Columbia down the final stretch there towards the end of the year, and it's going to be a, it's going to be tough. But mm-hmm. I, man, I put a lot of faith in Jimmy Smith. Uh, typically, now he lost one. Jaden Ball got away from him. Yeah. But um, you know that that's a little more understandable uh, for a kid out of Georgia. But man, he got on this one early. I want to say September 1st is when he committed. So it'd be nice to hold on to him, but solid start. Uh, of course, he lost Marcus Wimberly, and uh, I've got a feeling he's he's the type that could come full circle. I think he may have, you know, as we saw with Braylon this past year, I think some of these guys just jump a little too soon, and, mm-hmm. you know, it comes back to them. A lot of people start talking to them again after things die down. They say, man, that, you know, Michigan – pretty good this year i'm gonna go up here and check it out and of course he did and decommitted from arkansas but mm-hmm. plenty of time uh, i think they got plenty of time with uh wimberly they always hear sharks are circling danny somebody somebody got <laughs> in his ear somebody got in yeah. his ear <laughs> yeah. yeah he's always an uncle yeah <laughs> always an uncle that's for sure <laughs> i'm all just right. joking i don't know his uncle <laughs> all right danny all right man appreciate right, you man. for hopping on and uh we'll talk to you again yeah, soon man. happy new year to everybody appreciate yep. you having all right, Danny. All right, everybody. That's Danny West. Again, you can follow Danny at Danny West 24-7. My man's almost up to 50,000 followers on X. So, I mean, 50,000 hog fans can't be wrong, right? So, go follow Danny West at Danny West 24-7. And if you want the, the latest recruiting news from Danny, also go to hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. Danny's content mostly is VIP, so you do need a VIP subscription. Uh, you can interact with him also on the Razor's Edge VIP message board where we get a lot of our business done as well, interacting with hog fans, which is always enjoyable. All right. I think we pretty much wrapped it up here. We went a little long with Danny, so probably not going to get to questions. But want to thank everybody for joining us, of course. And, um, yeah, really appreciate you. Go sign up at Hog Sports. Enjoy our free content as well. We put out free content. We want a piece of the pie as far as advertising. So the way we usually do things, if it's you know stuff that's going to be everywhere, breaking news type stuff, stuff that comes out of press conferences, we generally run that stuff free. And if it's stuff that's more in-depth, researched, exclusive, insider information, then that's the VIP content that you're going to get. And it doesn't take long to figure it out what you've been missing. Our problem's always getting people through the door, so it's 30% off right now at hawgsports.com. But once we get you in there, that's how we get you. You realize what you've been missing. That's my favorite comment. Well, why, why should I subscribe there when I can get everything for free? Come check us out and see if you're getting everything for free everywhere else. Go to hawgsports.com. Check us out. All right, thanks to Danny West. Thanks to all of you guys for hopping on with us. And um, go sign up at Hog Sports. All right, everybody. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time.